Good evening, saints of the living God. Tonight is December 15th, and we're going to get straight into the word as an intro. Y'all want a buffet? Let's open the word of God. Turn to Psalm 95. Pick it up in verse 3. Psalm 95, picking up in verse 3, says this. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. LCM, we want to proclaim tonight. We want to exalt the character of our great king, the mighty God. Somebody say the mighty God. The mighty God. This mighty God who is far above and higher than any other God, the one to whom all things belong. See, he is the maker of all things. This is the same God, LCM, that has formed you. Is he worthy to be worshipped? Yes. He's absolutely worthy uh, of worship. Up, I think we need Give us a little time to wake up. Oh. Is he worthy of being worshipped? See, yeah. LCM, this is special. And to understand that this same God who created all things that we now see and hear is the same one who has formed you. We want to echo what the Apostle Paul said in his letter to the church in Ephesus. Because this is how we feel about you guys tonight. Turn with us to Ephesians 1. Say there as you're getting there, Nick. <laughs> Church, I, I can't get away from worship and, and just what we felt in God's presence. It is a, a unassailable truth that as you exalt the Lord, as you lift him up, as you meditate on his character, and in, in your mind it becomes higher and higher and more holy and more faithful, he has a habit of lifting us up. And that's what he did in worship, at least for me. I don't know about you, but he did it for me. In Ephesians 1, 18, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order to know, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And it's incomparably great. Say incomparably. Incomparably. Incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. LCM, that power is at work in you tonight. And this is our prayer for our family, to have eyes that are opened, hearts that are enlightened to know the hope to which he's called us, to see the incredible kingdom reality that is coming on the earth in our day. To embrace the true riches of the glorious inheritance that our Father is receiving in us. Church, because you believe the same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead, far above all powers, all authority, all dominion, all government, is at work inside of you. See, in a day and time where the standards of men can change, can vacillate, based on how we feel one day and how you feel the next day. In a day and time where we are at war within and also rumors of at war without. One week we know that a marriage consists of a man and a woman. And the next week 
Next week, we can't really tell the difference between a man and a woman until they compete in an athletic event. In this kind of time, we find strength in our God and take confidence in this fact, LCM, that even in dark days like these, he is making us to who he is. He is making us and transforming us and molding us into his substance, his exact makeup, his character. His relentless pursuit of righteousness is growing inside of us and is growing inside of you. Church, how could we not think about what it says in the parakeet of vote? It says by Hillel himself, in a place where there are no men. You're going to have to say that again. In a place where there are no men, strive to be a man. Church, this quote could not be any more clear in truth than in our day right now. But in this house, LCM, we are raising up mature men in this body. Yes. Men like the sons of Issachar who could discern the times and the seasons. Oh. Men who have undying loyalty to our Jewish king. In fact, in his early ministry, his earthly ministry, this Jewish king of ours, he always had his eyes upon the truth he always had his eyes open to the truth of God's word and what his father wanted him to do. He rose up like a netzer, coming to, coming to life in a dead situation, dry situation, and he lived a righteous life of indignation for his father. Yeah. He also made more of what he was. And we in this house are of that exact same substance. CLCM, this is what our pastors were illustrating to us last Sunday. In the sermon called, Called to Confidence. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Do you remember passages like John 15? Where we had our eyes open to the fact that he has revealed the Father to us. And as a result, he calls us friends. Wow. Do you guys remember this slide? Do you remember what it felt like when that revelation dropped on you? The fact that he called you a friend? That he has not hidden things from you, but he has revealed the Father to you? Do you remember that? Are you, uh, what is it, rumigating on that? Are you continuing to chew on that? That is, that is a, a revelation that is worth meditating on. Come on. We're ruminating, brother. Ruminating. Fix it, Pastor. How beautiful is it to truly grasp this revelation? That we abide in his love and his love abides in us because he's given us his spirit as a witness. How awesome is it to know that because we keep his commands, not just with our speech, not just with words, not just by our Facebook posts, but through the confession of our actions, we demonstrate this, and he has called us his friends. How beautiful is it to know that you, LCM, have insight to what he is doing. Many people are searching for purpose. Many people are searching for many things, but you have insight on what the Lord wants. You have been included in knowing all that the Father has made known to the Son. Church, you have full access to the will of God and Jesus hears and he makes known to you church the king himself has chosen and appointed you he's appointed us to bear lasting eternal fruit it's almost like when he first said this to his own disciples the 12 he had in mind the tree of life and the 12 crops of fruit in revelation chapter 22 and the leaves that bring healing to the nations LCM, we want to encourage you guys tonight that your fruit, this eternal fruit that you are bearing, will bring healing to the nations. Amen. And that we can have whatever we ask of the Father 
And as a result, our love for him and our love for each other is growing. When Linton and I were thinking about this, when we were meditating on last Sunday's sermon, we were stirred in our soul. We were so stirred in our soul when we were thinking about the revelation that our pastors laid before us in John 15, 16. Let's put, up, let's put it up on the screen. It says this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Come on. So that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. LCM, tonight we want to make this clear. We want to center on this unassailable truth that God Almighty Himself has chosen you. He did what, Ben? Man, He has chosen you guys. Do you understand the magnitude of what this actually means? Think about this Jesus chose you. Now, if I'm just being completely transparent in front of my family, I know this. I can acknowledge this. I can quote John 15. But how many days in my life do I not remember this in my heart and it doesn't show up in my actions? Too many. See, before we move on to the sermon, we want to make this a razor sharp point that he himself chose you. He chose you, LCM. He appointed you. He picked you out himself. This is not like getting picked for a dodgeball team. God himself picked you. And we want to drive that point home tonight. Yeah. Brother, you know, as you, as you tell me that, and I'm like, yes, that's true. Man, I feel like I can hear that every day, and it still not be true enough. I need to hear it more and more and more. Because the truth is, we have a kind of way to walk in. And the way that we walk in that, in, in that way, the way that we walk in the confidence, is by knowing that he chose us. And tying that to who, is he, to who he is. Tying that to his character, to his name, to his reputation. Do you know what the word says as we it illustrates Jesus in such an amazing fashion? What does it say? Matter of fact, in Genesis, he is the crusher of the serpent's head. In Exodus, he is the conqueror of the gods of Egypt. In Leviticus, he is the culmination of atonement and the expiation of sin. Come on. He is the recompense to Korah's rebellion in Numbers. He is the revealed prophet that Moses speaks of in Deuteronomy. He is the ruler and captain of the Lord's host. Come on, in Judges, he is Barak's war cry. In Ruth, he is Boaz's boldness. In 1 Samuel, he is the, he is the bravery that besested giants with boys. He is the deity behind David's defeat of Dagon's puppets. He is the devastation that befell Jezebel's prophets. He is the demolisher of the deplorables in Elijah's fire. In 1 Chronicles, he is the ark that can fit in the tent. In 2 Chronicles, the glory that fills the temple. In Ezra, the God who can resurrect it all again. He is the resurre resurrection of the nation in Nehemiah. He is the preservation of the people in Esther. He is the arbitration of the Almighty in Job. In the Psalms, he is the arm that can bend a bow of bronze. In Proverbs, he is the advisor that teaches us victory. In Ecclesiastes, he is the administrator of man's earthly duty in a heavenly war. Come on, his love is stronger than the grave out of Song of Songs. His wrath cannot be stopped from Isaiah. And he is the one who shatters the nations in Jeremiah. In Lamentations, he is the renewal of hope. In Ezekiel, the revival of dry bones. In Daniel, the rock that envelops the entire earth. He is the passion of the jealous husband in Hosea. He is the power of the Holy Spirit in Joel. And he is the, the possessor of David's tent in Amos. In Obadiah, he is the rewarder of deeds, whether good or bad. In Jonah, the resurrected one. 
and Micah, the reigning king of Israel. Forget Marvel. He is the Avenger in Nahum. He is the apex warrior in Habakkuk. And he is the all-consuming anger against the enemies of God in Zephaniah. In Haggai, he is the shaker of the nations. In Zechariah, the slayer of the wicked. In Malachi, the son of righteousness. Righteousness, church, this is our king. And this is just only the Older Testament. Look at what it says in the Newer Testament about the king that chose you. He is the victorious king of the Jews in Matthew 2. In Mark, he is the successful servant of the Lord. He is the son of man in Luke 19. In John, he is the son of God. He is the ascended Lord in Acts. In Romans, the believer's right standing. He is their sanctification in 1 Corinthians 1. In 2 Corinthians, he is their sufficiency. He is their freedom in Galatians 2. In Ephesians, he is the exalted head of the church. He is the Christian strength in Philippians. In Colossians, he is the fullness of the deity. In 1 Thessalonians 1, he is the believer's comfort. In 2 Thessalonians 2, he is their glory. In 1 Timothy 4, he is the Christian's preservation. In 2 Timothy, he is their reward. In in Titus 2, he is the blessed hope. In Philemon, he is the substitute. He is our high priest coming out of Hebrews 4. In James, he is the giver of wisdom. He is the rock in 1 Peter. In 2 Peter, he is our precious promise. In 1 John, he is the life. In 2 John, he is the truth. He is the way from 3 John. Jude portrays him as the advocate. Revelation shows him as the king of kings and the lord of lords, and he deserves our praise. LCM, you know how we walk through this? Because we need to have this driven into our soul that this same king that we admire chose you. See, Steve Thomas, he chose you. Yeah. He chose you. No matter what your day looks like, it doesn't change the fact that God Almighty himself chose you. Yeah. Now, we, we, we ran through that pretty fast, right? We, at, at, at a quick pace. But everything that he is, all-encompassing, if we engage and meditate and let that word in, in, interact with us, everything that he is, he is deposited inside of you. And in all that he is, in all his wisdom, in all his strength, he chose you, LCM. That's why you can put the powers and principalities to shame. Not because of your own godliness, but because he chose you. And as we get a hold of that revelation, that revelation will get a hold of us. Turn to 1 Corinthians 1. Pick it up in verse 26. As we let this wash over our souls tonight, this is what we've been meditating on, and it has started to do something inside of us. Our confidence has started to rise after our eyes opened to the fact that he chose us. See, in the past, we've talked about confidence in the past we've projected confidence like all young men do but what is actually happening in this body and in the families is that you are growing in confidence you're actually demonstrating the confidence that shows that you know who your God is it's not based on anything that we have done but based on the fact that he chose us as a matter of fact you could almost say that he branded us in fact that's the title of tonight's word branded men 1 Corinthians, say that with us, branded men. men. This brand means something. 1 Corinthians 26 says, brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many of noble birth. Somebody say amen to that. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. 
He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Saints to know, and this should be clear to all of us, and we're not of noble stock. Yet the Lord chose us. Think about that. The Lord of all the earth chose you. He appointed you and put you in this body, put you in this family. Yeah, we were foolish, weak, lowly, and despised. But he put his sign of ownership and his seal on you. In most cases, people only sign off on what they can see in their natural eyes. The finished product. In, In my profession, you only sign off on something that you're willing to go to jail for. So you aren't willing to sign off on much. That's a professional engineer stamp. But the Lord, the Lord is not like us. He has signed off on what you will become because he has confidence that he will bring it about. Our limitations are not a deterrent for him. He knew what he was getting when he picked you. He branded you, put his seal of ownership on you, and he knows that you will reach completion even though you aren't there yet. Think about the confidence that he himself had to do this. Hey, I'm going to put my sign of ownership, my seal on that one, and he's going to do what I said he's going to do. This is the confidence that we get to walk in today. Not the confidence that we want, the confidence that we have. Because like the pastor said in the beginning of of the word, you believe in him. You were chosen by him and you are filled with his spirit. This is the confidence that at Hebrews 2.11 is aiming us at. Check this out in Hebrews chapter 2, picking up in verse 11. And as you're turning there, say, branded men. In verse 11, it says, both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. LCM, he is not ashamed to call us brothers because we are becoming just like him. The substance of what he is. That means something in this church. When people can walk off the streets and feel the presence of God and say, surely God is in this place. LCM, you are branded men and women. You've been branded with his identity, who he is, his eternal nature. And as a result of that, you cannot be turned back. You cannot be intimidated. You cannot be destroyed by temporal circumstances. You were the brand, and this is your confidence. This is our confidence. Because you have been marked, sealed, impressed with the seal of his authority, his right to rule and ultimate sovereignty, you have confidence in everything you do. And if you don't, why not? And don't answer because no answer that you can give will be good enough and your king will never accept that. His seal, his, his branded seal is upon you. And when speaking of men who walked in this type of confidence as a result of knowing that they were branded by God Almighty, man, how could we not turn and think about the OG himself? Go to Genesis chapter 18, and as you're turning there, say branded men. Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him. 
to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised. Think about Father Abraham, a man in a foreign land with a promise from God, a man chosen and branded by the living God. Was Abraham, now think about as we interact with this scripture, was Abraham without his flaws? Was Abraham without his issues? No. Are you without your flaws? No. And yet, the Lord has chosen you just as he chose Abraham. Man, we learned on Monday night a completely new perspective on how to look at King Nebuchadnezzar out of Daniel, didn't we? Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar was a man that had, had his issues, and yet God befriended him, and his friendship grew with the Lord as his life went on. on. And it's not a perspective you're going to hear outside of these walls. We've looked. <laughs> Nevertheless, the Lord chose him, and he drew him close and called Abraham and Nebuchadnezzar his friend. You know why? Because Abraham had his eyes open to the revelation that he was chosen. He heard when God said, hey, I have chosen you. Now go. You, LCM, have had your eyes open to the fact that God is chosen you. Amen. And it may be just a squint right now, but we're going to have eyes wide open to the fact that God has chosen the men and women in this body. Did you notice that God said Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation? Surely. What is this based on? Abraham does not have a son at that point. He doesn't really have any land to speak of, and he does not know how he's going to bring about the Messiah. But God proclaimed this in advance about Abraham based on the branded seal that he placed on him. Amen. It is the same with you, LCM. When your great king says, you will do this, or you will become this, or this will come to pass, you can be confident because he has branded you. That is your confidence. Abraham grabbed a hold of what God said as his confidence in the Lord and his promises, and he, his confidence grew and grew. Abraham rose up and did what the Lord told him to do. He went where the Lord told him to go, and he became bolder and bolder in what God said as his days went on. Husbands, he has branded you so that you would direct your children and your households to keep the way of the Lord, producing more of what you are, Amen. just like Abraham. Amen. Wives, he has branded you to be like Sarah, a woman of unfading beauty with a gentle and quiet spirit. Easier in your husbands, submitting to them, raising godly offspring and not giving way to fear. Church, you are a people that are branded. Give us that slide. We want to point out to you the, 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 the point that we see here. When we have our eyes open to the truth of God's word, eyes open to the fact that he has chosen us, man, that gives us confidence. We rise up in confidence knowing that he chose us. And you know what that produces? Daily obedience. Amen. And you know what daily obedience produces? It produces a confidence that you can make more of what you are. And that is God's word for you tonight, church. Amen. This is beautiful. And it's this pattern that we see in scripture, that we can see throughout God's word. Men who have been branded and as a result know who they are and they can walk with their heads held high. Amen. Check out 1 Samuel 16. As you're turning there, say branded men. And we'll pick up in verse 1. It says this, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. 
I have chosen one of his sons to be king. David was a man chosen and branded by God himself. And you guys know the rest of the story. He's a very popular figure in the Bible. And you know how his story and his life plays out. He rises up and goes on to fight the Lord's battles. He unifies all of Israel. He even sacrifices all to make sure and ensure that the next generation would have what they needed to complete the work. And he made more of what he was. Think about the cave of Adullam. Think about the mighty fighting men. David's life was marked by the brand the Lord placed on him. You, LCM, have been marked by the brand the Lord has placed on you. Come on, guys. When you, when you go to the store and you're talking to people and they engage, don't they ask you questions like, where do you go to church? Where do, how do you know the things that you know? I, I want to know how you know the word like you do. It's because you've been marked. His seal of ownership is on you. You can walk with confidence with your heads held high. Yeah, Marlon Sosa. LCM, you can have your eyes open to this fact. The king of glory, isn't that right, Carlos? The father of glory? The father of glory has chosen you, marked you, branded you, called you to his side. This should give you confidence to rise up daily in obedience. Confidence to know that you can and will make more of what you are. Rob Barnett, you will make more of what you are because God's seal is on you. No, No forces of hell can stop the branded mark that God has placed on you. And as you continue to walk in obedience, you're going to see the fruit that God called from the very start. Isn't this why we love men like the Apostle Paul? A man who was chosen by God. Called by God, branded by God. The Lord, in fact, calls Paul in Acts chapter 9, 15, his chosen instrument. And when we pick up later on in Acts 9, 17, where we see Saul, who later goes on to become Paul, gets his eyes open to this exact revelation. Open to my eyes, boy. Turn to Acts 9. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. See, Saul had his eyes open to the kingship of Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, on the road to Damascus. This is much like us. We collided with Jesus on the right road, heading in the exact wrong direction. And yet, while we were still sinners, while we were bound for destruction, he revealed himself to us. He opened our eyes just as he did Saul. You could even say that he changed our names. As a result, Saul learned that he had been chosen, called to the side of Jesus for a specific task, and he got right to it. Think about it. You have been called for this specific task, handpicked and divinely enabled by your God himself. Somebody say confidence. Confidence. That is what walking in this revelation produces in you. We serve an amazing king who is not in need of anything because he owns everything. That's coming out of Isaiah 66. And yet he chooses the lowliest of men that they might be branded with the confidence of the heavens. When you think about it, his brand on us It is a demonstration of his love, and we get to reciprocate that same fiery love as we walk in obedience. Did you guys catch that? 
His brand on us is a demonstration of his love. And as a result, we get to reciprocate this same fiery love to our king. I'm glad I get to do that. Man, look at 2 Corinthians 5, picking up in verse 14. It says this, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Man, isn't that love? LCM, our lives, say my life. My life. It does not belong to you. It does not belong to me. Our lives do not belong to us, but to him who died for us all that we might live for him. Living for him means he will keep you until your time is finished. Amen. Living for the mighty king of glory means that nothing can stop his will until he has said that it is time for you to complete your task. LCM, when you walk in this kind of confidence, knowing this, when you know who you are as a result of his brand being upon you and you're walking this kind of confidence, you are unkillable. You are unkillable while doing God's will until his will is complete. And this is why we love Paul, right? You read 2 Corinthians, in danger of this, in danger of that, and and all these kind of dangers, and yet the man is still alive because God's will was not done in his life. Even when he was on the boat, he's literally sitting there like, I know who I belong to, and I cannot die till I stand in front of Caesar. That's the type of confidence that we can walk in, knowing that his brand is upon us, and no forces of hell can ever stop that. Paul knew this, and his life showed it. His eyes were open on the Damascus road. He rose up in confidence and daily did the will of the Father. And this gave him the confidence to make more of what he was. LCM, what can possibly stop you when you are truly walking in this kind of bold, brash, brave, and branded kind of confidence? Nothing Nothing can stop you. When you know that the Lord has chosen you for the task. And the Lord is sovereign. That means until the task gets done, nothing's going to stop you. You may have to run through a few walls, may have to move some obstacles obstacles to the side, but nothing is going to stop you when you know that he has called you for this task. Romans 8.31 tells us that if God is for us, who can be against us? If God has branded you, there is no way you can be stopped from doing what he has directed you to do. Abraham, David, and Paul were men who could not be stopped, but made more of what they were. And LCM, this is exactly who you are. When we skip later on in Romans 8, verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any power, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. This is the confidence that we can have, LCM, tonight. We are stirring up the confidence that makes you more than a conqueror. Say that again, Ben. We are stirring up a confidence, the confidence that comes from God himself. 
when he looks towards the hills, and when he looks towards the celestial powers, when he looks at Basra, he walks in that confidence. That's the same confidence that he wants for you. And we're saying we're stirring that up tonight. We're stirring up the confidence that says we are more than conquerors. And this is true about you, LCM. You are sold out for the king. You have an undying loyalty. You know what it takes for you know what it takes to produce what the kingdom is. This kind of confidence, this kind of confidence is rising right now in this room. So we've talked about Abraham, talked about David, talked about Paul. Men who had their eyes opened to the revelation that God had chose them. Men who rose up in faith and were inspired by the fact that God chose them so they daily did what God told them to do. Men who didn't stop at just making sure that they were doing all right but they made more of what they were. That is the men. That is the kind of DNA. That is the kind of brand that you wear, LCM. But we want to tell you about another man, a man just like you and me. Same anointing, a man with the same brand that you and I wear, a man who had his eyes open to the same revelation that you had your eyes open to, a man who had his eyes open to a revelation that gave him confidence to live a life apart from the world, but grow in friendship towards God, just like you are. We want to we show you a picture of that man. This is Stanley Abudel and Phil Masters. This is not all that unfamiliar to you. You've read and listened to Lords of the Earth. But this inspired us because you know what? Abraham did it. Paul did it. David did it. Jesus was it. And that got on a man in our day and time. And, and we, we can look and see what his life produced. A certain kind of confidence. A certain kind of stubbornness for the will of God. A certain kind of cannot quit until it is over kind of attitude that we want to be on us. As a young man, Stanley Abedell heard the call. He actually heard the call while he was at war. Not fighting the Lord's battles. Well, you can say actually it was the Lord's battle. It was World War II. And he heard the calls as he was looking at these mountains in Indonesia. And the call got a hold of him. He was told no many times. He was told he couldn't many times. But that didn't matter to Stanley. Because he had his eyes open to a revelation that God had picked him for this test. If you look into his life, he actually wrote a poem or somebody wrote a poem about his life, about these mountains that were calling to him. Something over the mountains, something called, I have it printed in my Bible. And that drove this man to go where nobody wanted to go. He had plenty of opposition, plenty of reasons why there was an easier way. But Stanley was branded. Many times, many times, he, he did the kind of work that nobody else would do and it was taken from him. And he'd do it again and it was taken from him. And he continued to do the will of God because he was a branded man. Even to the point of facing death and almost dying once from the very people that God had called him to minister to. He came upon them on a certain day where he faced them again. The same men. The same men that God had called him to set free. And they were seeking to take his life. 
to divide his body. Just like the saints are commended for in Hebrews 11. And it's in this particular instance on this day. They were going to do it again. Now, Stanley didn't run. He didn't cower. He didn't wonder why. Because he knew that until the will of God was accomplished on his life, he was unkillable. He had experienced it before. And this was his confidence. And he literally walked in that confidence. He was more than a conqueror until and through the point that he accomplished the will of God on his life. As many of you know, Stanley walked towards the warriors, the Yali villagers, preaching the gospel to them, talking to them softly as they shot arrows into his body. He didn't stop, though, because he was a branded man. He was branded by the living God. And it didn't matter how many arrows. It didn't matter how many insults. It didn't matter to him that he had family waiting for him at home. He walked forward into 60 of those arrows, pulling them out. And you can say that, oh, well, you know, Stanley made his end that day. He, he didn't accomplish what, what he was supposed to accomplish. He was translating the Bible. Didn't get finished. He had a lot of work to do. He said he left some on the table. But we'd all be incorrect. Stanley was accomplishing the will of God in his life as he was dying. He had a confidence ablaze in his heart that did not affect just him alone. But it affected men like Phil Masters to his, to his right, to his left, I'm sorry, that died that very same day. That day, after pulling out 60 arrows, Stanley fell along with his close friend, Phil Masters. Yeah, in the world's eyes, they died on that day. But they were sure to rise again with the brand on them. They could not be stomped out. And you know that for men like this, God brings about exactly what he says, even if it takes a resurrection. After both Stan, Stanley and Phil gave their lives for the gospel, nearly 50 years after the gospel had first reached Papua, Indonesia, 44 years after Stanley and Phil were slain by the Yali, generations of the same tribe were rejoicing at the arrival of Bibles. They were praying in tongues and praying in their own language. The nations were worshiping God because the gospel had been brought to them. Stanley had his eyes open to the revelation that God chose him. And he rose up in confidence again and again and again as many times as it took. And he produced what he was both in his lifetime and after his lifetime. See, God causes the son to stand still with men who know who they are. Even in death, Stanley and Phil made more of what they are. Amen. And to tell the truth, LCM, you have the exact same spirit in you. You have the exact same brand on you. Right, Luke Vincent, you have the exact same brand on you, the exact same fire that Stanley and Phil had. You're going to produce the exact same thing. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, 
the Father will give you. Abraham, David, Paul, and men just like Stanley Aberdell and Phil Masters were chosen by God, branded by the king, and had an everlasting, eternal fruit to offer to him. And that brought healing to the nations. Church, this is beautiful. LCM, you are just like these men of old. You will have lasting fruit that brings healing to the nations. So we say tonight, wear your brand, your brand proudly. Lift up your heads in confidence because of what our king is able to do. Trust in your God that he who started a good work in you will see to completion. Look at what Jude 24 and 25 says. It says, to him who is able to keep you from falling. To him who is able to keep you from falling. And to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. LCM, this is our brand. This is our anthem. This is our great God. Because, because of what he's able to do. Hebrews 10 says in 35, so do not throw away your confidence, LCM. Do not throw it away. Why? Because it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Because his brand, his marker, his seal of ownership is on you. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe, those who believe, who trust in the mark, who trust in his sign, his seal, his brand upon us and are saved. That's who we are, LCM. So as you stand to your feet, lift up your heads tonight. We want to tell you plainly, because he is able, say he is able. Do not throw away your confidence. Do not throw away your confidence because you already have it. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to ascend into the heavens to find confidence. If he's placed his seal, his brand, his marker upon you, you have confidence. It was given to you by your king. His brand on you is your confidence. As you rise up every morning, LCM, open your eyes to the fact that he has chosen you. He has branded you. He has called you his friend and has made known his will to you. As you rise up every morning, saints, let this truth, let this truth of God's word wash over you and cause you to walk in confidence in everything that you do for him in obedience. A confidence that goes on the offensive, showing us to be more than conquerors because you are unkillable. And cannot be stopped when you persevere in doing God's will. As you rise up, LCM, have confidence to make more of what you are because you know that you are branded men. This is who God has made this church. As you come to this altar, we want to encourage you. Don't pray for confidence. He's already given it to you. 
pray that you would not throw it away. Pray that he would light a fire inside of you so you can continue to walk in the same pattern of Abraham, of David, of Paul, of Stanley Aberdale, Phil Master, the saints of old, that we might finish our race well. LCM, raise your hands with us. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are not deterred by our weakness. You're not deterred, Lord God, because we come from a diseased stock. Father, you knew what you were getting yourself into when you picked us, when you chose us, when you decided to put your brand of ownership upon us. And for that, mighty God, we say thank you. We exalt your holy name. Lord, help us to walk in the confidence that is ours in your son. Mighty God, will you be glorified in this room tonight? In the name of Jesus, we pray.